I was gonna say I took my grandma to bully the car dealer, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, you just need a heavy, and like especially if you're a woman and you're going by yourself, like it's always good to have somebody down there to be like, no, you're not gonna take advantage of my situation. Yeah, bring the muscle. Yeah, yeah. You gotta bring the muscle. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jamie's the muscle. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah, I don't be anyone's muscle. The bird is what killed it. It's because I'm like <laughs> inhaling these apple cinnamon Cheerios secondhand. By the way, I got them from someone who left, and I oh, been... I thought you were gonna say you got them from someone who already ate them, and I was like, dang, Jamie, the road has changed you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grizzled. <I'm> Welcome back to the Pyramid Guys, Gals, and Non-Binary Pals. My name is Amanda, and I am your host every freaking week. Um, this week, I have with me two um, tried and true, forged through the fire, trauma-bonded besties, Cecilia and Jamie. Woo! Very Woo! exciting. Via the phone and the internet. So exciting to hear both of your voices again. I feel like these... You two are people that I am like actively upset that I don't see more often. You know what I mean? Like I, I wish. Or I hope you know what I mean. Dang! What if I? Yeah. What if I said that and you were like, I don't really feel that way. <laughs> I feel nothing towards you. Thank you. Good night and God bless. <laughs> it just ends the call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um. So, what is? What's the first question? Oh, what is your experience with just like the arts? in general starting with um cecilia um i kind of it's funny because we're all like kind of have an artistic background so that'll be fun um i went to school and majored in theatrical design and production and arts administration and i did like a lot of stage management work and i um then graduated and now i work um at disney world and i'm an entertainment manager right now so i've definitely been um like exposed to the arts (laughs) one could say um and then exposed is a good word exposed (laughs) is a good word perhaps the bare minimum when you explain that um and then i also like danced growing up for five years um so i like was watching dance moms kind of as that was happening like Mm -hmm. I was always older than the girls but like I definitely that was a part of my upbringing so I know the dance world too specifically Mm -hmm. Jamie what about you Uh, my background with the arts is I first got my start in I was 15 in high school and I was in the forensics club like the one where you read essays not the one where you solve crimes And I got (laughs) suckered into doing, being a spotlight for my high school's production of Wizard of Oz. And then I got turned into like the assistant stage manager and I got turned into the board op. Um, And that basically sums up my career because I have since, um, I went to school for stage management and then proceeded to not stage manage. And I've now been a theatrical rigger. I've been a general stage hand. I've been a gen tech. I've been production manager, stage manager. I've been a dinosaur puppeteer. I've sold dinosaur merchandise. I've um, worked off Broadway with the most utterly cast I've ever met. Um, (laughs) So I've done a lot. It kind of, my whole career has been like doing a bunch of different stuff and being Mm -hmm. like, God, I hope this works out. And then finally start working at it because people see my resume and they're like, my God, you've done so much. And I'm like, yeah. 
You're like, um, well, it's collected a lot of experiences over yeah, yeah, over the time. And so I'm currently girl bossing gender neutral as the um, <laughs> I'm I'm the head of rehearsal operations for a cruise ship company. Uh, I can say it. It's Virgin Voyages um, down wow. in Marina, Florida. <gasps> yeah. You guys are so much cooler than me. It's like, it's making me sweaty. <laughs> like breaking out into like jealous sweats. <laughs> um, what about, so Cecilia, you kind of already mentioned this. Um, Jamie, what's your experience with Dance Moms as a show? Like, did you watch it? Were you aware of it outside of me bothering you to be on the podcast? Like, what was your <laughs> point, point of reference? You didn't bother me. So I, my previous experience <laughs> with Dance Moms is... I remember I watched one episode, specifically the lollipop episode, which I think was like episode five of season oh my one. Gosh. Uh, late night when I woke up in the middle of the night once, and I was like, even at like age eleven, I was like, this is too intense for me. <laughs> um, and so I promptly changed the channel and started watching Forensic Files. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 but oh uh since, but so since then i i stepped away from the dance moms world but then for i literally i treated this like i was preparing for a production i watched the episode i had to watch i took my notes and then i made a note that said i should review prior episodes of the podcast to find my lane and so um <laughs> <laughs> my gosh so i i production managed my appearance on this so oh no i love that i it's so funny because there are like i when i did the uh, i guess it was the third episode with my sister my sister's a very analytical person she's an attorney and mm -hmm. she was really stressed about it i'm not gonna be funny i'm not gonna know what to say it's not gonna be like witty it's not gonna be banter like i don't know what I, you know she was really like stressed out about it so there's always like that one type of person and then there's the other type of person like my friend eli who by the time this comes out we will have heard from him last week i was like come over and he's like okay and he just sat on my couch and was like tell me what to do and it was like you know what i mean like there's so there's two different like, like lanes of people yeah exactly yeah. of like i'm gonna i'm going to prepare versus <laughs> well just like tell me what i'm supposed to say and i'll try to be funny you know right um Okay, so let's talk about the pyramid of like the world. We have things on that are on the bottom level, uh, you know, going on in culture, going on in society, going on in the world, and then like mid-level things, and then like top tier, A tier, God tier things happening. Do you guys have anything for the bottom of the pyramid? Like stuff that, that's happening right now that you're not a huge fan of? I have been like at any time I've listened to the podcast and mm -hmm. your guests are like, I don't know. I'm like, how could you not know? Like you just have to think about it. And I literally like only have one thing and it's not for the bottom. So I'm still brainstorming. So no, it's have good. To get <laughs> it's fine. Jamie, do you have anything? Yes. And I actually just saw that. I can't, you know, in TV shows where they look around and say their name is like Apple headphone. Um, oh yeah <laughs> because they look at the objects around them so i have a basil plant that was gifted to me by an italian man before he left for Whoa. his flight on the ship and he was like please water it i'm not gonna do an italian accent he's like please water it every day and i just looked at it and i was like i'm gonna have to leave this guy here and he's going to pair it but he has made so many good salads for me so it's bottom here i gotta leave my friend behind in two days oh no Aww. your friend the plant to leave the my plant friend, behind by an italian man named alfredo um, <laughs> wow is that a real person his name yeah i can't say i'm not gonna say his full oh. legal name yeah, i don't want to dox is, him his full first name is alfredo and i met him and i was like 
Because <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. Like a yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Dang. I'm sure he has to explain that like all the time. He'd be like, yes, that is my actual name. <laughs> like my real human name. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bummer. Leaving honestly, leaving a plant or like seeing that a plant has died is always such a sad thing. Like for no reason. You know what I mean? Like plants yeah. are very dramatic. Like if they're like, I'm in the wrong dirt, I'm gonna die now. You know, like they don't really <laughs> care about they don't really <laughs> care about sticking around. So it's like, but some for some reason, like watching a plant die is just very stressful or knowing like i'm gonna go and by the time i get back that thing's gonna be dead like it's a very stressful feeling um okay i have thought oh oh, what you got cecilia i thought of something um what do you have so for the bottom is uh, so i work at disney and like i'm very much in like the twitter world of disney and like the Mm -hmm. world of disney and like Mm -hmm. anytime a new line of merchandise comes out which is seriously every single day it's like, like pretty constant yeah it's it is non-stop which is Dang. fine and i get that disney is a company that wants to make money and like mm-hmm. but people are just so serious about getting like the uh, limited release merch to the yeah. point where they had these they have popcorn buckets that they sell and it changes like they'll change the character or the yeah, heard about these and so they were selling these figment which is like a character yes. is it the purple dragon yes they were selling yes i've been seeing that all over tiktok yeah so the line for the day that this item like premiered in epcot which is one of the parks in disney world um the line was literally five hours long and people <gasps> were you know bringing their friends like you can only buy two per person so people were coming in crowds so you know this party yeah. of five can cop ten and then sell them online for double. So it's Dude. like a business, which yeah, like the black market. <laughs> right. It, literally. And it's just, <laughs> and I I just don't it is a, it is not a respectable way to earn money in my view. You know, like you That's so weird. It, it is just it's it's you're ruining the park experience for other people. Yeah. Like you are yeah. making this problem worse and the mm-hmm. next time that they sell, you know, the figment X Y and Z, like the line seven hours long for the first Mm -hmm. day and it's just like that's not that's not like the magic of disney like i'm very obviously i work at disney i'm very passionate about like creating a magical experience for the guests and everything Mm -hmm. so when that is something that's happening at the parks even if you're not online for the figment popcorn bucket or whatever the merch is that day like Mm -hmm. it's still impacting the atmosphere of the environment and i i just hate it i wish that wasn't a thing and i wish everybody could just focus on like buying three things at the end of the day to be like oh this is how i want to remember the day and then like walking away from the park and not yeah the shopping experience and not making it this like economical game yeah that's what i was gonna say because like if you're someone who's reselling like disney merch that can only be bought in the park for me because like i'm super dumb and i'm very bad at math so for me (laughs) if if i were like going into the park with the intention of turning a profit i would be always thinking about well like how much of this can i sell to make sure that the price of my admission was worth it you know what i mean and thinking like you know like i feel like as a as not even like it ruins it for everybody. It ruins it for you because you're always thinking about it and you're ruining it for everybody else too because the person who just wants to get the one popcorn bucket to keep for themselves is also struggling because of you. So it's like no one, it really doesn't feel like anybody like benefits from that kind of thing. No. 
yeah it's weird yeah yeah, I, yeah that is annoying big L. um yeah big <laughs> yeah big fat bottom yeah big <laughs> bottom item um i for me the thing at the bottom of the pyramid um is nostalgia um be, because a nostalgia she's a liar you know what i mm-hmm. mean like mm-hmm. i am currently in like a in the transitional period in my life career wise and it's like this like struggle of trying to like find a new job and like start a new like path uh has me missing parts of my life that i actively hated yeah you know what i mean like i now like i'm thinking about college and like i hated college i hated it all the time constantly i did not have a good time in college but now i'm like oh my gosh remember when i was in college and all i had to do was like go to class and like be traumatized religiously and like everything was so easy and then i'm like wait let me back up real quick because i hated college or like i currently work uh i work in education at the moment and Mm -hmm. i sometimes i like think about the age that the people i work with are the students i work with are and i'm like dang i miss being this age uh i I absolutely do not when i was that age i did not like being that age yeah you know what i mean so it's like i wish i could just have like a more critical opinion of the past instead of like a nostalgic lens kind of governing you know my opinions about things that i went through in my life i know it's like i agree i don't i did not have a good time in college i don't want to go back to college it was not fun but for some reason in in like a more uh unstable part of uh like part of my life right now it's like really got me missing college and like that's messed up because yeah. i did not have fun <laughs> stupid yeah anytime i'm stressed here about x y and z like being mm-hmm. an adult i'll like like romanticize early lockdown where i was like stuck <laughs> at home with my parents and brothers and for uh-huh. the first time in so long, so I had to like really readjust to like living in a house of a family of five again for literally 24 seven because we weren't leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm like, wow, those are the good old days. I'm like, Cecilia, no, no, they weren't. They no, really they weren't. Yeah. Like, no, we should not be going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. That is what it is, is romanticizing. That's what exactly. it is. Yeah. Like this is, this was bunk. I did not have a good time when this was <laughs> happening the first time. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else for the bottom or are you ready to move to the middle? I'm good to move to the middle tier. I think I'm ready for middle. Epic. Um, what do you guys have? What you got? <laughs> so I was thinking about this. This is the one thing I came up with today is John Mulaney is my middle tier <laughs> item because <laughs> I have been a fan of him for probably at least five years. And I love all of his comedy specials. I love Oh Hello. Like some of the jokes on there are a little are a little much, but mainly I like it. Um, I I like have anytime he's on SNL, I'm like, yes, this is gonna be a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole him like like relapsing, which like that you know everyone's human. Like you know I'm not gonna judge him on that front, but like relapsing and then divorcing his wife and then quickly meeting Olivia Munn and, and like then having a baby having a baby yeah. like within mm-hmm. a year of be, of going back to um the drug where, where do you go therapy rehab yeah within rehab. a year of going to rehab you're yeah. now a father for the first time uh, yeah I have questions I just have right. questions no right. judgment like, just questions like yeah. I just I just I like I think I am judging him because like, <laughs> go for it <laughs> because 
that to me does not seem like a solid life plan. Like I want this child to have like the best upbringing and like a supportive environment. And I feel Mm -hmm. that when a relationship is, is rushed like that and it's like right after a divorce and you're one of your parents is like fresh out of rehab, like you're not this, the odds are not stacked up in this kid's favor, which like sucks. And I love John Mulaney as a comedian and as a creator, but like, it's it is frustrating now that as a person like I was always like oh my gosh like I wish like John Mulaney wasn't married like oh my gosh he's perfect he's so funny mm-hmm, blah, blah, blah. yeah and now I'm like oh he Dang. seems to be problematic <laughs> on like a lot of levels based yeah on a lot of the things that have been happening the past year like I wish him nothing but the best I hope like I'm wrong and that he and his child and his relationship with Olivia like blossoms to no end but like I'm nervous that that is not the case. And that's mm-hmm. why like the balance between his life and like his personal life and his professional life, like that's why he's in the middle for me. It's very much yeah. a balance. I like that. I That makes sense. It's, it's always so frustrating to see, especially liberal men, like double back into being problematic. Right. You know what I mean? Like liberal dudes who call out like, this is sexist or like, this is racist. But then on the down low, and I'm not talking about like tweets from 15 years ago. I mean, like on the actively currently on right. the down low, yeah. they are themselves are problematic. I'm like, dang, right. I really thought you were one of the good ones, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, oh my gosh, if I could be, you know, if I could be like his wife or, or you know, or if I could be, you know, like meet someone like him or in like, whatever like their relationship's so perfect and obviously not obviously that was not the case so yeah yeah Yeah. jamie what you got for the middle i think my middle tier item is the orlando dating scene Um, dang (laughs) dang and it's middle tier not bottom tier Uh, top tier just kidding (laughs) uh i it's middle tier because like it's I mean, I feel it's like comically bad because it's not volunteer because like I'm having fun with it. Like I messaged someone yesterday who had messaged me literally just, hey, Jamie. And I said, hi, what's up? And he said, not much. What's up with you, baby girl? Like literally second message. And I was like, I went, oh, and just like (laughs) closed the app, got back to work. Shut it down. Um, Yeah. And then like, I met like some cute people and then they like, once again, just come out of the gate swinging with like the wildest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, like, has anyone, actually, have, I, I, with people like that, I want to ask them, like, have you ever had a conversation with someone before? Yeah. You know what it's like to, to speak to people? Like, yeah. you would think some of these, especially these men, some of these men have never spoken to a woman ever. And they have, they're like, I, this is how a conversation with a woman goes, right? They're just yeah. taking their best guess. <laughs> like, they don't have any experience ever. So, yeah. yeah they've never someone just told them that the word woman exists and they're like okay I'm huh? gonna figure yeah. it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah gotta figure Which, it out yeah coupling it into the New York City dating scene as well I guess I'm just gonna complain about the dating scene in major cities very quickly <laughs> there you go um, because I got a man's childhood stuffed animal on the second date <gasps> when I was living in New York City what? and I'm like I told him I was like very politely please no and he's like just <gasps> keep it and I was like, I really don't want to. And then he was like, just keep it. And so now I have somewhere tucked away in my father's basement, the stuffed <laughs> dragon from basically a stranger's childhood after he put his arm around me in the park and then was like, can I kiss you? And I said, no. Um, 
I said, love that. And then he said, can we cuddle sometime? Nothing will happen. And I said, absolutely no. not. Have a great night. <laughs> I love that. The like very slick romantic move of asking someone if they, if you can yeah. kiss them and being like, no, yeah. <laughs> nope, absolutely and not. Park in New York city, freezing my ass off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Not yeah, romantic. No. No, he no, said, no. Baby, turn them streetlights down low, and nothing went low. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville dating scene is also trash, it, especially on apps where they at where they like have prompts, right? Where oh. like it'll be like, "What's the most adventurous thing you've done?" And it'll be like, "Move to Nashville with no plan." That's not a good intro to who you are. Oh, you're reckless. Okay, left. You know what I mean? Or like they'll say like their job is listed as songwriter. I see you, I hear you, I feel you. But just say you're unemployed. If you're unemployed, just say that. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a songwriter in Nashville. I don't know what to tell you. This is the home of country music. It's music City, baby. We're all songwriters. If you're unemployed, just say so. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, funny. Um, for me, the thing I have in the middle of the pyramid is the, is the current um, like product shortage at grocery stores. Mm. Um, it's in the middle because like, I understand what's going on uh, as much as, um, a hot woman can understand economics because that's about <laughs> all I've got. Um, but I, like, I, I do understand that it's not just about me getting my desired brand of mac and cheese yeah. and like, it's a bigger global issue, which is why it's in the middle yeah. and not me like it's on the bottom. You know, like I, <laughs> I totally understand that it is a larger issue. However, I had to do, um, I have had to do lots of substitutions for the stuff that I want. And sometimes I just really want a certain thing. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. not being at the grocery store will like put me in tears sometimes. I'm like, dang, I really wanted the like screaming hot veggie straws and they're out. Yeah. Dang. You know, and I know it's a bigger issue. Like, I know it's not just about me, but at the same time, dang you know sometimes it's just it being out of stuff or like even just like seeing an aisle that's like almost totally empty i know that's that's kind of scary yeah like what is is going on like are people taking everything again or is it a shortage or is it both or is it or is it like you know your local grocery store can't staff people because people don't want to work anymore like it's all these very equally scary things that like you know materialize in i don't get my favorite snack yeah (laughs) you know it's the cold cold fear of no paper place you're not sure why yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what it is that's exactly what it is yeah the lack of disposable plates at night (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is yeah that is what it is (laughs) jamie were you saying it's the tunnel metaphor yeah, but instead of the light, it's screaming hot veggie straws. Dude, I one time I very recently at a at a meeting at the the place where I work, someone someone said something about like you know this current year being the light at the end of the tunnel, and someone said, "Yeah, sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is a headlight of a train." <laughs> I was like, "That's it. That is what it is of it being like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm also about to get." hit by a train a locomotive is about to flatline me yeah yeah not fun stuff i feel like (laughs) i i just was gonna say i feel like the south always has really good sayings and i've never heard that and that's being added to the catalog currently like i (laughs) no it's it's true it is a different language i had another friend of mine on instagram recently who posted a bunch of like southern 
things and she was like let you know let me know in the poll like have you heard this or have you not and mm-hmm. she was explaining to uh, her partner that the what the phrase half of half of one six a dozen is the other had they that her partner had never heard that phrase before mm-hmm. and she was explaining to them like half of one six a dozen like six of a dozen is the same thing as half of something else so oh. you would say that in the context of like well either way if you do it you know this way or that way it doesn't matter so right, you would say like half one six is the other like you would just kind of run all those words together and so then she was like well wait a minute like what about you know all these other things and it's true like uh yeah this people in the south have a different way of speaking to each other and if you're not if you're not in it constantly it's like what the hell are you even saying what is this metaphor about a cat in a room full of rocking chairs like what are you talking about (laughs) no but i love them because i think i think they're eloquently created and i think they work so because it's just legitimately so practical because you know when you're like have two friends who just have two different ways of approaching something and it's like kind of problematic or whatever I'll just be like yeah you know what like different strokes for different folks and it's Mm -hmm. just like such a smooth way to like discuss it if it's Mm -hmm. me like whatever it is I just I love that phrase yeah yeah Yeah, it's good stuff I had someone tell me today there because they were complaining about someone like doing too much they're like they want to have it every other way but honey this ain't the Burger King (laughs) so true there it is yeah i had someone uh with this person i follow on instagram so it reminded me of one that i used to say or used to hear all the time but i don't hear it as much anymore i think it is an older phrase but people would say the light's on but no one's home yeah. <laughs> you'd say that about somebody who like you would think that they would know what's going on like you would say that about like kathy or melissa you'd be like well the light's on but nobody's home <laughs> like Not the elevator for a brain yeah yeah the the uh the elevator's not reaching all the way to the top yeah yeah for sure um what do y'all have for the top the the top level of experiences of things um i'm gonna i was telling this to jamie before is that i really enjoy the brownie batter donut that dunkin donuts has this time Ooh. of year and it's like it. I am not somebody who's just like super into fast food. I like I I get myself coffee a lot, but I don't really venture out into pastries or sandwiches or like really any other fast food. Um, mm-hmm. But this is the one thing that every year I'm like yes, and I like <laughs> like waiting. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like the one thing that I'm like, why don't they sell it year round? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like there's nothing else in America that I have this like qualm with except this one donut. So I got it for the first time for the the season today, and it was really really good. That is amazing. Have you heard that TikTok audio where it's like me every day of the year, and it's like, man, I hate America. America stinks. I hate being here. And then it's like me during the Olympics, and it's like red, white, and blue, baby. Yeah. These colors don't run. Yeah, like, that's how you the donut. Yeah, literally. This batter don't run. Literally. I love that, though. And that's what makes it wonderful. It's like a regular donut, and then on the inside, it's brownie batter, and then on the top, it's chocolate icing, and then on top of that, it's like uh, red, white, and pink sprinkles in a shape of a heart. We love a girl with layers. Yeah. Dang. 
Dang, I love that. I'm gonna have to go get me one. Do you are you a Dunkin' Donuts like purist because you're from the north? Is that like your thing? No, because that's not really practical, nay, internationally <laughs> right. speaking. So I <laughs> right. um, like it, it's, I I I always say I switch between Starbucks and Dunkin'. Um, mm-hmm. you ever so. been to a Krispy Kreme? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like not in. A, but you're like, like no, not in a patterned way. Like I'm really more yeah. into the coffee aspect, like the whole oh, caramel macchiato yes. thing. That is paying seven or eight dollars for that. When I then like that's like I do not bat an eye. I'm like, do you guys want more? Like that's <laughs> fine with me. Um, even though it's very impractical. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I I have friends of mine who are from the north who have like relocated to the south for whatever reason and will not go anywhere other than a Dunkin'. They're like, all of this other stuff is crap. Like I'm going a one town over because for whatever reason, the town I live in doesn't have any Dunkins. It's really annoying. But they'll go to the the next town like 15 minutes away just for a cup of <laughs> coffee. And it's always very funny to me. But like, I mean, live your truth. Like sometimes that is the only thing that gets you through the day is like the one drink from, you know, a place. So yeah. like, you know, yeah. do what you got to do. But it's just always been very funny to me. But practically speaking, Starbucks is always so consistent. Like whatever you mm-hmm. get there, like the brew, always so consistent. The recipe mm-hmm. for whatever drink, so consistent. When you mm-hmm. go to Dunkin', it's really hit or miss, which mm-hmm. is part of the fun. You, know, you never know. <laughs> Because, like, like, the drink I got today was, like, it was all right. But, like, sometimes when you get a really good drink from Dunkin', you're, like, yes. So it's, like, a good day. <laughs> yeah. But, but, like, anyone who's, like, I can never go anywhere besides Dunkin', I'm, like, yeah, you can. Like, I, you can. Yeah. You can. <laughs> you, you, you can. <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> um, Jamie, what about you? My top tier item. Mm-hmm. I have two. I'm going to split it. Um, I'm bad at improv. First (laughs) item is being able to do this because I've missed you all. Oh, I'm going to. Why am I crying? Um, I miss you guys too. I miss you guys too. Truly, it's like speaking to the little goblin that I was in Summerstock (laughs) and being like, hey, buddy. Hey, champ, like, you get to keep these people around. You may not talk super often, but, like, the love Dang. is still there. And that's, that's beautiful. That's it. Just, I love yeah. that. That is it. Yeah. It's just, I was sending Cecilia, like, side-by-side photos of us at Disney when we mm-hmm. went the other day. And then us from, like, sloshed out of the party at mm-hmm. the summer stock. And I was like, look, they grew up. And Cecilia said, it's a glow up at least. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is. It's how true, yeah, for, for real, for real. And how, yeah. like, much we've grown and changed and stuff, and how, like, at least for me, I, I feel like from Shan- the, the from the summer stock on, it's been, like, onwards and upwards, like, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, 100%. Hundo P, for sure. For sure. What's Did you have something else, Jamie? Yes, my secondary item is that I always travel with a flag. Um, so, explain. <laughs> Yeah, so this sounds so ominous. Um, so I, some background, I've been on, this is technically, so I've been freelancing like all across the U.S. for a while now, but when I started on my second national tour, I bought a flag for one of my favorite bands, and I was like, what if I went against hotel rules? I'm going to get blacklisted from every hotel, and yeah, put, 3M, put 3M hooks on the wall and start hanging <sighs> the flag, and the one I have right now says, and no uncertain terms, I don't give a shit. And I just love it. <laughs> and I, I love that love for you. That. 
It, I'll have to send a photo. It has Mario and Peach on it. It's from one of my favorite <laughs> bands that have me whipped. It's, they're named Pup. They're like a punk rock band. Um, wow. <laughs> but it literally just says, it has Mario and Peach, and it just says, I don't give a shit. And Dang. I accidentally left it up when the cleaning people came in the other day, but I oh. hope they looked at it, and they went, sick. <laughs> so it's top, it's, it's top tier because it's a well-traveled flag and it's like a little bit of home and personalization to an otherwise white, starchy hotel room that Ugh, I've been living yeah. in. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Um, I, for me, what I've got is um, engaging in media based on a recommendation. Um, I'm currently, I'm watching a, a TV show, uh, Only Murders in the Building. <gasps> I've and it also is, seen that show. It's so good. And I, the only reason I'm watching it is the same reason I'm reading um, A Court of Thorns and Roses, like that book series. It's just because like my parents recommended that I watch Only Murders in the Building and my best friend recommended that book series to me. And like initially I wasn't super hyped on either one of those things. But then I thought like, well, I'll watch the show and I'll read this book series just to have something to talk about that's not super intense you know with my family and my best friend like i don't always mm-hmm. want to be talking about like heavy stuff mm-hmm. and like i have i've like enjoyed both uh you know the tv show and the books like fine uh but i've really enjoyed getting to talk to them about it you know and like talking to my best friend about this series of books that she loves she loves she will not shut up about them and being able <laughs> to talk to her about them and her being like okay so these are my thoughts this is my opinion you know, all these things. And then like talking to my parents about something that's not super emotional and super intense, you know, like, have you found a new job? You know, like not right. any of that, but just like, I watched right. Steve Martin and Martin Short make a joke and it made me giggle, you know, like yes. something surface level like that. <laughs> it's just like nice of like, oh, we can talk about something that doesn't necessarily have to do with like the contents of my soul. We can right. just talk Keep about culture. And, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And I also like both things. You know, they're yeah. recommended to me by people that know me really well. Right. So I like, mm-hmm. I like both things just fine, but I really like talking about them with people more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I, if you want to talk about only murders in a building with me, I would happily do that. because I. It's really good. I was, I mean, like, listen, I love my parents. I think my parents are great. Um, sometimes we don't always align in taste, Yeah, you know? Um, and so I was a little hesitant, but then the same friend who recommended, uh, the book series was also like, no, you need to get on that TV show. It's real funny. Yeah. And so then I, you know, with the second recommendation, then I did. And I was like, oh, this is nice. But yeah, it's really, I'm, I'm surprisingly interested in it and invested. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. Are you guys ready to talk about this episode? Yes. Yes. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So excited. (laughs) Got a lot to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> this is the eighth episode in the first season. It's called Love on the Dance Floor. Um, it aired initially in August uh, on August 31st of 2011. Uh, when it starts, we get this previously on Dance Moms. And I just wrote, oh, I remember racism. I know her well. <laughs> um, because last week we got the episode where uh, Abby made Nia do a quote unquote ethnic dance. Where she yeah. made her wear leopard print and an afro. And Dr. Holly, yeah. Nia's mom, was uh, understandably, obviously, very upset. And so it was like, oh, you know, this is the drama from last week. And Holly's going to be on the chopping block because she has an opinion about the safety of her child. You know, it's a lot of that. Um, 
uh, then when we open on the actual episode, we're already in Florida, which was a little disorienting. It took it takes a few <laughs> minutes for the show to tell you what's going on, because all of a sudden we're in a different studio in a different state, and there is a pyramid happening. And eventually they tell us that they're that or I. I'm sure they actually said it and I just wasn't paying attention, but I had to rewind it. Cause I was like, what's happening. Um, they tell us that we are in Florida starting on the road in Florida and that we are about to attend star power in Orlando. So I guess it was just easier for them to go to Florida and then like practice for the competition in Florida and then mm-hmm. go to the competition that's in Florida. I don't didn't totally understand what the point of that was, but whatever so they get out of this like van that they're all in they get into the studio and we see on the mirror like pieces of paper taped onto the mirror and it's the first time that we see the pyramid in her real glory right it's the the very iconic snatching away the copy paper to reveal who's underneath (laughs) long gone are the days of the left aligned isosceles triangle that's been like magnetic to a um uh, chalkboard none of that anymore we're on the mirror the children walk in they're facing the copy paper and abby turns around and she says where's kathy and I, initially i didn't i didn't get this when i first watched it but now i understand what happens i wrote down how did you not know how did you make it from pittsburgh down to florida and not notice that kathy and vivi are not there <laughs> that was that was my first question it is made apparent later that they that the van that they were in did not pick them up from the airport. It picked them up from their hotel. So yeah. they've been in a hotel and Kathy's in the hotel. But my first thought was like, how the hell are you in Pittsburgh? And you didn't notice from Pittsburgh to Orlando that <laughs> Kathy and Vivi are not with you because Kathy is a loud woman. She would have made, you know, it would yeah, have been pretty yeah, obvious I... just like by the silence that she was not there. Right. Anyway. I... I at one point wrote a note that said, what's the beef with Kathy? And then immediately put beside it, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just her existing. Yeah, (laughs) my goodness. Um, So, and her sweet baby daughter is also absent in this moment in time. And then because of that, so Abby starts snatching away pictures uh, off of the, or um, the copy paper away to reveal the pictures on the pyramid. And Mm -hmm. McKinsey and Vivi were going to do a duet, but Mm -hmm. alas, Vivi is nowhere to be seen and so McKenzie just doesn't get to do anything this week, which is kind of a bummer. And they're on the bottom and they're not, I mean, they're just kind of there, you know, they're not really in any sort of competition to be on the pyramid because they're like three years younger than everybody else. But yeah. they were going to do a duet that they had previously rehearsed. And since Vivi's not there now, McKenzie doesn't get to do anything. Oh yeah. Just kind of a bummer. Sweet baby McKenzie. I, in my, the whole episode just kept writing like, Poor Nia, poor Mackenzie, yep. poor Maddie. Yeah. Like watching mm-hmm. the show, being older. Like I was always older than the girls when I was watching this, but like thinking like they're literally eight or ten. Yeah, or they are babies. It is yeah. it is hard watching like and poor Chloe. Like Chloe mm-hmm. was like always my favorite. And like the and she was always my favorite to watch dance. Like Maddie is also quite good, obviously, but like I always like loved watching Chloe dance and I was always so sad how much in like the early seasons at least she was always like put down on and like looking down at herself and like the whole comparing her to maddie and then being gaslit like no she's not ever being compared to maddie that's literally never happening (laughs) yeah yeah when it very much actively is always happening it literally 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 is yeah yeah um 
So Chloe is next on the pyramid. She doesn't get a new solo. She's the only one who doesn't get a new solo. Um, and she says it's not, it's like, she's just, I don't know. She just doesn't think it's super fair. Um, mm-hmm. And then Abby somehow blames Christy for, because of course she does, but she says something like, well, uh, fourth place was good enough for me, but it wasn't good enough for your mom. When, yeah. when was the last time not first place was ever okay for Ms. Miller? Hmm? Literally. Because yeah. I don't think fourth place is ever, I don't think anything except first is ever good enough for her. So that's a lie. You're just making Christy a weapon. Uh, you're, you're lying. Your fourth place mm-hmm. is never good enough for you. Like, don't, don't be spreading lies. Just, you know, own up to it. Um, and then at the, the last person on the bottom is of course, Nia. Um, and what I thought was very nice. I talked about this last week with Eli, where we, we talked a lot about how Holly is not, you know, it's not her job to educate people on why racism is bad. You know, that does not fall to her, but I do appreciate her, like her being articulate enough to tell people in a very accessible, digestible way, what Abby did is wrong and Mm -hmm. why what Abby did is wrong. And so she says like, I'm glad that Nia didn't place because Laquifa was a very offensive number and it's not a good look. And so she says, I commend the judges because hopefully they saw that this was a stereotype and they didn't want to reward the studio who perpetuates the stereotype. Dr. Holly. Yeah. Of course. Pop off. Um, And then Abby blames Holly. She's like, well, you're on the bottom of the pyramid because your mom has opinions about your wellness and safety. And I don't like that. And so, but Holly is unbothered. She also says, Abby says, um, she, she looks at Holly and says that she doesn't want an altercation like last week and holly goes it was not an altercation abby it was a conversation because nobody was screaming and yelling it was just holly calling out abby being a racist so it was not an altercation and abby was like well i don't want any conversations like we had in connecticut holly just rolls her eyes she's like whatever oh my gosh like an unbothered queen Holly is just literally the least problematic and the most level-headed person on this show by so far. (laughs) By a lot. I'm often surprised that she's on this, that she and Mia, like, (laughs) read over the contracts and, like, looked at Lifetime and they were like, yep, this is a really good decision. Like, this is a good way to, you know, proceed. And (laughs) I just cannot imagine this being the same person doing that. But I'm grateful to have her on the show because she really, like, gives a reality check every once in a while, which is very helpful. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Next is Maddie, which is so weird because we don't talk about Brooke and Paige are in the middle, but we don't hear about them, which is strange. So we just skip over them and we talk about Maddie. Um, <laughs> and Maddie, she says Maddie did really well and whatever, but she could have done without the tears because, as we all know, Abby hates emotion uh, unless it's <laughs> anger yeah. and rage. Uh, the other, if it's not anger or rage, she doesn't know how to respond to it. Um, so she's like, no more crying, no more tears. So this week we're doing, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this, but we have to. Um, this week we're doing a group a group routine called Snapshot, where mm. the girls are models. Uh, upsetting. And then Abby, you know, there's this very ominous picture that's taped up, above, that's covered and taped up mm-hmm. above Maddie's at the top, top of the pyramid, like the tippy top. And no one knows who it is. And Abby says, like, I've got a really big surprise for you. And one of the moms says, is it a boy? <laughs> and that felt gross. I did not enjoy that moment in time. And then Abby, like, snaps the piece of copy paper away 
and it reveals like the most Ken doll looking boy I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Like with the <laughs> with the like slicked up mohawk in the middle and everything. Like he he is the dancer boy, and they freak out. Especially Melissa, she she looks up like concerningly excited that Brandon is going to be at the competition this weekend. She freaks out about mm-hmm. he's going to be the photographer and the girls are going to be the models and like, Oh my gosh, we have a boy. And she, she gets really weird about it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe kind of uncomfy. Yeah. I have quite a few notes for the introduction of this boy, whose name I cannot remember. Brandon. Uh, first, Brandon. First of all, I said, it's the single diamond stud for me. Because he has a single diamond stud earring that I noticed immediately glimmering like the north (laughs) sky in his headshot. And then also Abby talked about him like he was cattle. She's like, he's very masculine. He's very strong. I'm proud of my boys. Yeah, and I'm very proud of the fact that my boys are masculine on stage. I don't. I don't like that. I can't pinpoint why I don't like it, but I just don't. It just makes me feel gross. I don't like to hear her say that. I wonder if because in dance, if you have like the one, I don't want to say token boy, but the one occasional like male identifying child in the room, like Mm. there is like the possibility, the tendency that they are flamboyant to some extent and how mm-hmm. is different than like a really macho man and how she's mm-hmm. proud that her the you know the male children that she has on stage the male identifying children are like like they appear macho and that's like what's important to her and they're yeah. not they they don't look sassy like that's not it's never like a ryan Sharpay moment and that's what she's proud of yeah very much chad and right. not ryan very much troy Ugh, yeah but like it's just it i i think you're right cecilia i think that that is like a thousand percent what she's going after um it just yeah. feels weird that all the that melissa specifically is so excited that he's there like mm-hmm. i'm sure oh, yeah. your girls come in contact with dudes all the time like they go to school you know what a boy is you know what i mean like it's not like <laughs> they this is the first time they've ever seen a boy it, they're just excited about Brandon. It's weird. And also, besides Brooke, Brandon's like way older than them. Yeah, he's so... way. He looks way older. Yeah, way, he does. way, way older. Brooke is thirteen. She's the oldest out of all of them, but he looks older than her. Right. Which, like, if he's like fourteen and she's thirteen or whatever, like that's like whatever. If they want to mm-hmm. date, if they want to be close friends, like that, that checks out. But, like to be like, oh my gosh, like Maddie and Chloe, do you guys want to hang out with Brandon? Like that's weird. You know, okay, let's do some quick math because I looked this boy up. He's a year, he's 26 right now. Oh my lord. Oh, how old? I feel like quick math. He would have been 15. He would have been 15 at the time. He would have been able to have his learner's permit in the state of Tennessee. That is, I don't know. It just feels weird. The difference between 13 and 15 is a big difference. Yeah. And he's dancing with like Mackenzie, who's seven, which is not saying that they can't be in the same dance number, but to be like portraying this as like, oh my gosh, a boy's in the dance, a boy's in the dance. Like Mm -hmm. with with Mackenzie, who is seven, is weird. (laughs) With these babies. Yeah. 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 Did you have something else, Jamie? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, he also called. This note just says Miss Abby dot 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 a gentleman because he calls her Miss Abby 
And it was the most jarring thing I heard in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally, I was writing down a note, and I looked up, and I said, what the heck? And then yeah. I had to immediately scribble it down. He also, um he went and joined um the Air Force after this was over. Yeah, I looked him up. He or maybe it was the Marines. It was one of the the branches of the military, but the he, most like, masculine one, probably. Yeah, probably. Macho on but the world he, stage. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he peaced out and like instead of I, I think he left when he was in like high school when he was like really young oh wow he enlisted mm. so it's and like the wikipedia article i found out about it which like take that for what it's worth but it said something like you know after an unrepairable relationship with abby lee miller he decided to enlist in the military <laughs> like, oh like that there's no way those two things are that connected <laughs> like i'm sure they just happen to exist one right after yeah. the other but i don't think abby like made him join the, <laughs> the military because of how terrible she is she was like brandon you need to be even more masculine like even yeah. like, go join the military and then come back and dance yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um also fun fact his mom diane who we also see she the moms yeah. are melissa is excited that brandon's here because she's a weirdo the moms are excited that brandon's here because it means that diane his mom is also going to be here and Diane, I looked her up, and Diane is the event manager and coordinator for Christy and Chloe. So oh. when they go do speaking engagements, you have to book Christy and Chloe through Diane, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, that's so, like, Wild. today. Yeah, that's like, and I looked her up on Instagram, and that is the link in her bio is the Eventbrite link for Christy and Chloe. And she was like, all inquiries through, you know, this link. So. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and also kind of weird. Sorry, I've, I'll just stick with interesting, not weird. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so we hear a little bit more about this, like group number that's about to be happening. Um. And it, like, it's weird. There's a, there is like this perceived tension that's not really tension between Brooke and Brandon because when they were like children, they used to kind of have a crush on each other. And so Abby yeah. is going to, you know, exploit the heck out of that. And in this number where all the girls are models, she wants Brando to be the photographer and fall in love with Brooke. Your yeah. thoughts, your thoughts and opinions about that sentence. It feels a little like and I, you know, when I'm partnering up people in class, I partner them up with their crushes because I want to see that unfold. And that's kind of what this feels like, but mm -hmm. way more intense because it's it's being choreographed for a competition that will later be aired on television. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, like, they're being sent on a date together. I don't Ooh. like that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It would be one thing if Abby framed it as, like, oh, like, why don't you guys, like, go get lunch together and, like, you know, mm -hmm. create a little bond so, you know, when you're dancing, you guys have a little more trust there, you're a little more familiar with each other. That'd be, mm -hmm. that'd be cool. Like, oh, get some ice cream and have a good chat. But, you know, send, yeah. I'm sending you on a date is a bit, is a bit intense. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. There is a, a definite space for, like, your scene partner, like, especially in the world of theater, right? Like, if you... I don't know. We have like where there's now this greater conversation about things like intimacy directors and fight directors yeah. and how to have conversations around people who have to portray 
being in any sort of relationship, a compatible relationship, a romantic relationship. And like, how do you build trust with the person as a person? And then how do your characters interact with each other? There's a, a whole conversation about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this kind of stuff is why we have to have those conversations because you can't just send kids. Like I, Oh, I get so frustrated about this kind of thing. Like you can't just send kids and like on a date and tell them to have a, a good time. Like that is not a safe environment. Right. In a coerced way. Yeah. With like an intended outcome. Like you're doing this so that you will have a connection. There's no room for you telling me that you don't feel good about this. That's not an option. You're going on the date so that you will have a good time so that you will have a connection so we can win first place. There's no room for anything other than that experience. It's just weird. I don't, I don't like it. It makes me feel sweaty. I'm guessing we're probably going to touch on in a little bit touch on when they're talking about like how they're actually dancing together because that, that yeah me out. yeah i've got um, that down when we get there yeah for sure yeah um but in terms of my reaction to like the general it feels like when like you know when like people are hanging out and there's like two babies present and they're like oh they're boyfriend and girlfriend like yes. it just mm-hmm. it feels so much like that where it's but here's the thing Babies don't have a lick of idea of what's going on. They're both <laughs> about enough. anything, yeah. Yeah, like they don't even know what the number two is yet. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> these kids are old enough to know what's going on and have a reaction to it, which is understandably uncomfortable. And so, of course, me like getting secondhand embarrassment from any show, I was immediately like, oh no, because I could just see them like not screaming, but you could see them realizing like what was about to happen and mm-hmm. the comfortable in their mouth and they're like oh my gosh like they had a thing when they were like nine and ten like yeah and it (laughs) it feels like the only the only people that it that this interaction is serving are the adults you know this isn't serving the kids at all it's like they're not gaining anything from this experience you want these kids to pretend to be dating so that you can get something out of it right it's just it's just weird it's just right i'm sure abby's argument is like well if they go on this date and they have a good connection and then when the competition is happening and they are performing it is visible by the judges then they'll win which means we all win and that's right right like the it's a good idea for everyone argument but like also, these are just kids. Like, let's relax. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, Brooke is not giving off. Like, I think Brandon, Brandon understands what the intention is. He understands mm-hmm. that he that Miss Abby wants them to do this so that they can win the competition. He understands that that is what's happening. Brooke yeah. doesn't. She doesn't understand that that is what the the desired outcome is. And so she is saying, we're hearing things from her like, well, we used to have a thing, but we don't like each other anymore. And so Brandon knows that he's building a foundation for acting. Brooke yeah. is perceiving the situation that she's being forced to fall in love with somebody. So they're not on the same, they're not on the same page at all about mm-hmm. any of this because all the wine moms are like, look how cute they are. And no one is having like a real conversation about this kind of thing. So he understands that they're building, a, that he's building a foundation for acting. She thinks that they're on a real date. And mm-hmm. that is like yeah. the beginning of this like discrepancy about like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then like, like Jamie was saying this, so then we start seeing them dance together and Brandon does this thing where he like lifts her up and she's got both of her 
palms on his shoulders and she jumps and they're like looking like face to face. But then he like, she, he's being choreographed to do this. This is not him doing this because he feels like it. This is Abby Lee Miller telling him to do this. He like hooks, he like wraps his arms around her like knees kind of because she's up in the air and her knees are kind of like mm-hmm. up at his chest. And then she tells Brooke like slow, 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 slow. And she is meaning that she wants Brooke to slide down to put her feet back on yeah. the floor really slowly, which is, I think what you were referring to earlier, Jamie, that that is really skeevy because this is, and yeah. one of the moms says like this, this move specifically, mm-hmm. she said, I think it was uh, Kelly. She says, I feel like I'm watching dirty dancing. I don't feel like I'm watching my daughter and like this guy that she knows do a choreograph. Like this feels kind of mature for, for what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember one of the comments, I think one of the moms says, like, because Abby's like, have chemistry, it's like watching taste dry. <laughs> and yeah. uh, one of the moms is like, uh, they didn't know about that type of chemistry at their young age. And yeah. I was like, yep, agreed. Because this is yeah. like, this is too much. Yeah, I think, and especially the ages of 13 and 15, the the exposure that they will have to hormones does not need help. You know what I mean? They're going to figure this stuff out in due time because that's the age when that stuff gets figured out through whatever that means. Um, But like, you don't need to teach them this. They will figure it out by themselves eventually. And if it doesn't work this weekend, it's not the end of the world. Miss Miller, like several states, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm trying to think about if this happened to me when I was 13 not be well to- <laughs> would still be unpacking yeah. it i yeah i'd still Same. be in therapy over this like it, it's just <laughs> so on a like i still like if i have a crush on someone i'm like no one can know so like the fact that this is being broadcast <laughs> to yeah. so many people in Ugh. like all layers of her life is so terrible like i yeah. cannot be able to handle it yeah, he's I married think- now. He's like a fully grown adult now, but it is still <laughs> doesn't necessarily yeah. undo anything. I think wow. as someone who's an outsider to the culture, it's interesting. Like I, I call it like kids and makeup culture. It's like the toddler yes. pageant type thing where it's uh-huh. like sexualizing kids. Well, it's like it's not sexual, it's cute. And I'm like, okay, but I'm watching a five year old do like a hip thrust. Like it's <laughs> make it, it make sense. Someone- yeah, like, it's just, like, and then at one point, um, Brooke says, I'm not the same as I was at nine years old. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it's asking, it's making kids act like adults and then being like, oh, no, this isn't creepy. Like, it's just fun. And I'm like, you do understand no. that things do have consequences and mm-hmm. lasting effects. Like, if you, and then I, I saw, I'm going to age myself. This, I saw, like, a Tumblr post that's, like, so many moms make their kids do their, like, make their kids do their makeup like them and so they have like dusty blue eyeshadow on and they're uh-huh. like six and they look exactly like their moms like it's mm, just yeah. sorry i'm probably going down a whole other rabbit hole of like kids and makeup but it's true no i think i think that's a good point and it's yeah it's just that whole uh idea of like oh no like well they're just kids like my friend uh jake says this thing that he says a lot where he says um yeah the math isn't mathing (laughs) and (laughs) like i feel like that about this where it's like well you're telling me that it's not sexual because they're kids Mm, but the math isn't mathing because they look like they're in dirty dancing so what else is supposed to be if they're just kids why don't you give them kids choreography instead of giving kids adult choreography 
give if they're exactly. kids, if they're really kids and you want them to be perceived as kids, say, you know, do, you know, make it match up with what you're saying. Right. And there are plenty right. of options of age appropriate oh, yeah. themes and stories and choreography. And like For obviously sure. as they are older, like if Brooke wanted to do a dance that had like more mature themes, like she's older than, you know, Mackenzie because they're six mm-hmm. years apart. But the fact that they are all literally children, they do not have to be doing these over sexualized honestly, they never have to be doing like any sexualized. Like that is not an age yeah. thing. Like they should just like not do that until like I don't know. They're they're adults until they can like For really sure. have a say in that. Mm-hmm. Until they can like give consent to it, right? They're too right. young to give consent, right? Yeah. Um. So we leave them, and now we're at Nia's private lesson, and Holly, Doctor Holly, is sitting in the back taking notes. She's like pulled out a notebook and she's taking notes because Abby's always like, "Well, you don't even know what's going on in the private, so how can you give your opinion?" And so Holly's like, "Well, I'm first day of school, I'm here." like what yeah. can, let me scribble down some notes um and then we hear the music that nia is oh, going to be dancing yeah. to and it is more cultural appropriation everybody's favorite thing ever it's this very stereotypical bollywood quote-unquote because that's the name of the solo she's like it's this like quote-unquote bollywood music right and like- nia is is doing what abby continues to call an ethnic dance I wrote in my notes, Abby facilitating Nia's education on black culture is something else. It is. It's so (laughs) weird. It's so weird to me. She, in the last episode, when she was Laquifa, um, Abby said that she, she was like, well, the, the, the dances that, that black people do have a lot of heritage and it's important that Nia learns that. And I said, oh my, from you, from you like this, are you kidding me? Like that is an oh, that, white savior. Like, it, yeah, literally. Yeah, it's giving very much white savior. It's so weird to me. Like her I, her black mom don't care. Me, I'll do it. Like, it's yeah. so stupid. Yeah, Dr. Holly, not up to the task. Abby no. <laughs> yeah. can 100% do it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so she uh so Dr. Holly is in like her talking head and she says, We're doing another, and then she blinks at the camera and she goes, ethnic dance like she's saying it (laughs) to us without saying it to lifetime another ethnic dance um and then abby's like well i don't understand why holly's mad about this because i don't understand why she doesn't understand i just want everybody to win and i said well maybe winning's not everything you know maybe they're not mad about you wanting them to win maybe winning's not everything and also maybe you're a racist and yeah with Laquifa, so why are you thinking that this is True. the track to send Nia down for success? Like, if you are just talking about numbers, like Laquifa didn't place, so why are you going mm-hmm. down further down that road? Yeah, just hunkering down even harder on something that did not work last time. Yeah, very weird. I also I made a note because at one point she like forces Nia's toes to touch the back of her head, and Ooh, yeah, Abby Lee Miller goes, "Is that hard?" And of course Nia's like, "Duh," <laughs> and <laughs> The way Abby goes, hmm, afterwards just <laughs> absolutely took me out. I was like, ma'am, if you were having to push on the child's legs and be like, can you do that yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we're three days out and no one knows where Kathy is. They're still talking like they have no idea that they like lost her at the airport. Like they have no idea where she is. And then... 
And then we see Kathy walking down the hallway at the hotel going into Abby's room. And so I said, oh, "Oh, so she's been here the whole time. So that so now we know that Kathy is in Florida. She is in the hotel. She just didn't get in the van to get to the studio. But for this whole time, I thought, did she just not make it from Ohio to Florida? Like the very big thing to notice that she's missing. But and Whatever. Like, you can ask someone about it too. You don't just have to keep saying to the Where's air, Kathy? "Where's, Where's Kathy? Kathy?" Yeah, like, so you weird. Could give her a call. You could ask a producer. You could call the dance studio and say, "Like, hey, have you heard anything?" Yeah, but no, we no. No, that's too much. Uh, that makes too much sense. Um, so Kathy like goes into Abby's room and she knows she's in trouble because she says something mm-hmm. about like, am I being read my rights or yes. something and oh. I, before my execution? And I was like, okay, let's take some, sev- take several seats. Like that's not that big of a deal. It's just Abby. Um, and then she says like, well, I wasn't able to be, or so Abby asked her like, why weren't you at the studio? Mm-hmm. Hang on. I'm about to burp. I also burped. Amazing. I also burped. Oh my God, what's my ass name? Burp sister. <laughs> We're syncing up, but with burps. <laughs> We're bisters. Burp sisters. Oh my God. Like a blister, but more powerful. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so yes. So Kathy goes into Abby's room. Abby is like uh, preparing to give her like the shakedown. And Kathy says, well, I wasn't at the studio because my other, my students in my studio are going to a competition and they were my priority. Are your students here? What? It's just like, I don't, again, the math, not mathing. Are, are your students here and you went to their rehearsal instead of this one? Were you on the phone? Like what? Well, I don't understand how that's an excuse. Like, you know what I mean? It was just a very weird thing to say. I just wrote, are they here? Like, why? How is that an excuse? And Abby's like, well, I'm not happy. And then that's just like kind of how it ends. I I do not understand at all why, like, the dance studio, we as an audience in 2011, like, tolerated the Kathy, like, character arc. Like, the whole... Dude. I do not get why they put her on the show because uh, like Vivi and any other person, a student they bring through to Abby Lee Miller, like is not, not nearly on the same planet as these dancers. Like they are just so different skill wise, which is fine. But like, then why are we tolerating like a duet between Mackenzie and Vivian being like, Oh, maybe that did work. Like, no, it didn't because Mackenzie has a lot more skills than Vivi. And right. Because she's been there since she was in utero, probably. Yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> and Vivi doesn't want to dance, which is, is fine Bless. because she's six. Yeah. On the topic yeah. of Vivi being only six, there is at one point where uh, Kathy screams, she's six, Kelly. And it absolutely killed me. <laughs> I love that. She is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, she did. She really did. Um, okay, so then now we're leaving the hotel and now we're going to the fun spot, which is where Brandon yeah. and yeah. <laughs> Brandon and Brooke have their date. Love That's the fun, the fun spot. spot in the middle of the afternoon. And then <laughs> Diane is also there. And Kelly and Diane are like, you know, talking because Brandon says, I have in my notes, Brandon tells the moms to piss off because yeah. <laughs> at one point 
he's like, I told my moms, I told our moms to go away so me and Brooke could just talk just the two of us. So I, was, I was like, wow, what a he's got some serious pull because these moms do not like to be told what to do. He tells them to he's leave, like, and so they leave. He's like, I'm gonna solo it on the tilt world, Brooke. Hop, hop off. <laughs> yeah, and Brooke is like, wow, that's really cool that you told our moms to leave. And he's like, oh no, I I, I meant you too. You leave me alone. I need some alone time on this date. <laughs> The next 40 minutes are just him staring into the distance. <laughs> yeah. Like a um, creepy like, pasta. Shotgunning a funnel cake and like disassociating. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> That's what you do at Fun Spot. That's the VIP package. Obviously. A large blue raspberry slushy with the side of uh, astral projection. <laughs> enough fun dye to turn, enough di- food dye to turn your intestines blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, so the moms leave. And so then, so we see Brooke and Brandon like together, but then we see Kelly and Diane together. And Diane mm-hmm. says something like, oh my gosh. I'm so glad we did this or something stupid like that. And then (laughs) Diane is also like, well, you know, you're always at the studio with Christy. Mm -hmm. And so then we find out that Diane is a little jelly of Christy getting to, and she says, and she says as much in her talking head, she says like, well, you know, it used to be that it was me and Kelly and we would hang out like all the time. But then now Kel, uh, Brooke and Chloe are in the same age bracket. So they're at the studio together all the time. Brandon doesn't dance as much anymore. So like our friendship has kind of faded and it, it, I just like miss her, mm-hmm. but she says it to Kelly in a way shadier way. And mm-hmm. Kelly tries to explain what is going on and like why they've like lost touch. But one of her eyes is kind of twitching and yes. I think she's way too drunk for this conversation. I think she did a little too much day drinking because she's trying to focus, but she just can't. You know, she's just like kind of leaning over a little bit. And Diane is like stone cold. She's like, answer for your sins. And Kelly's (laughs) like, I cannot. (laughs) I can't. Incapacitated. Can I rain check you on my sin check, please? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we see like Brandon and Brooke being weird and I hate it and I don't like it. Um, and then uh Brooke is like, let's go find our moms. And then that's the end of the day. They end it. They're they're tired and they're over it and so they leave oh so we see maddie's rehearsal for like five seconds yeah. she talks about how she wants to be a perfect how she talks about how she is a perfectionist how she wants to dance forever and then she says if i didn't dance i would probably unalive myself yeah yes i made a note of that as well like, and i, I have said concerns. is maddie well i am concerned about this child I'm like, like I've been, you know, scrolling through the episode and and like having this conversation, and I literally like saw that and like did a double take, you know, <laughs> like, like what? She's yeah, literally what eight or nine? She's and, eight, mm-hmm. and she is either really thinking this from like a deep place, or she this has been drilled into her so much, not like mm-hmm. specifically the unaliving herself, but like that her whole value on earth is dance. Yep yep and if she is not dancing why she's worthless, she's worthless which is so <sighs> so sad uh, to see as an eight-year-old yeah mm-hmm. i'm wondering is that like a thought she had or like is something that i got fed to her i'm not trying to start like a mad conspiracy theory I was very <laughs> it's a very serious sentence what she said but like i just immediately went to my like um reality tv like skepticism where i'm like this woman tell her to say this 
Yeah. They're like a producer I, maybe. Yeah. I wondered that. I also wonder like kids, especially at this age, parrot a lot of things that they hear in like mm-hmm. media yeah. or that they hear other people in their lives say. And so I'm sure knowing her mom that her mom has said something like, if I don't have a glass of Chardonnay in the next five minutes, I'm going to unalive myself. And so she just yeah. like, she could have picked that up in conversation without understanding what she's really saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have found that to be the case a lot with my students at the age that they are, when they <laughs> say their political opinions, they have no. no idea what they're talking about. They just say it because it's what they hear. You right. Know? So, yeah, I, and, exactly. or a producer could have fed it to her and been like, Oh, this will make for great television. If you say this. So yeah. I, or it could have been a legitimate thought. Eye. Yeah. The dollar yeah. signs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or, or she could have said that seriously. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I'm not saying yeah. like she was faking it for the cameras. Fake. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm saying this is You're very concerning, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is also early 2010s, which is also mm-hmm. when like bar rescue was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And like, and it, it can be very like just sucks and like nobody it doesn't actually suck like it's just someone yeah. like, told you to say that type of stuff mm-hmm. so. totally right. totally um, um then we see dr holly in like the like a like a ballroom that they've kind of converted into a dressing room and she's reviewing her notes and she's talking about uh she's like reviewing the notes oh, yeah and she says I don't know what this means, but I have the phrase new in my book. So do that, uh, Nia. And it's like uh, this cute little moment. Like, oh, Holly, you know, Holly, who's never at rehearsal because she's a full-time principal, LOL. Um, yeah. she, you know, isn't it so cute that she's trying to talk about dance with Nia? And then uh, Kelly <laughs> goes, oh my gosh, it's like you're speaking Chinese. And I was like, it's not. It's literally French. It yeah. don't say that it's actually legitimately another language. It's French. It's the language of dance. So that felt just really uh, insensitive. Again, keeping with the theme of racial insensitivity, it Got is it. another language. It's but it's not Chinese. And why is that the one that you jump to when you hear somebody say something that doesn't make sense to you? Like that is that needs to be unpacked. Also, it's actual French. And if you if you spend all your time there, Kelly girl. You should know that that's French. And Kelly's like, the yeah. one who's been a dancer since she was she was itty bitty. And, like, <laughs> and she used to dance for Abby. Like yeah. I know what a oh my god is. Like I yeah. remember doing them, and I mm-hmm. was like a very you know leisure dancer for like five years. Like that's not yeah crazy that Kelly does not know what a suit new is. Right. Or what language. Oh, just think about what like say it really slowly and think about what language it sounds like. It sounds like French. Right. Or if you look at the way it's spelled and you look at what letters are not phonically matched with the letters as they're matched in uh, English, it's probably the same patterns as French. Like, it's not this joke about like, oh, my gosh, so funny. It sounds like right. Chinese. It sounds no, so it's a, crazy and foreign. Yeah. It has to it's be an Chinese. actual thing. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was, I yeah. Was no, what were you going to say? I, I was watching this episode at work. Uh, like mm-hmm. distinctly people cast are starting to roll in and I looked up at my computer and I went oh my god and they're like what as a watching dance moms and immediately <laughs> like a gaggle of dancers <laughs> gathered around me and they're like oh my god I used to watch that and I was like mm-hmm. I was like yeah it's gotta watch this moment and I showed it to them and they're like oh my god I was like right and I was like now please get to rehearsal thank you <laughs> <laughs> okay so now the kids are outside and yes. Abby is like asking them pageant questions because Maddie has entered one of her numbers as like a pageant entry for the specific competition. So it's a dance and it's an interview question. And she's like, 
oh, I'm going to, you know, use this as a teaching moment for all of my students. And we're all going to practice our interview skills. And so she asks uh, Mackenzie some stupid, I don't even know what the question was, but Mackenzie takes too long. And so she's like, oh, stop. You took too long. And then she moves on to Nia and she goes, Nia, tell us the heritage of your name. Yeah. <laughs> Which I have so many questions. And wow. Nia just stands there. And she goes, uh, can I please have the definition of the word? Because <laughs> she Aww, doesn't know what heritage so means. It was so cute. A great, you know, diversion away from another racially charged comment that Abby made. Because she would never yeah. ask that of any of the other girls. She'd never be like, Chloe, yeah, she's not looking- what's the heritage of your name? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's, it and- is definitely something watching this show back. Because I watched the episode yesterday and then I just like left it on and was just like oh like good times and then like yeah it's like a lot of stuff mm-hmm. geared towards Holly yeah. and Mia that I'm just like yeah yikes yeah big big yikes um and then Abby says well if you don't have an answer for these questions you're gonna look like an idiot and the most important thing is to not panic and mm-hmm. I and like what whiplash, you know, you're gonna look like a moron and everyone's gonna talk about you with their friends after they leave, but also don't be scared. Just put yeah. your thoughts together in a very clear, calm, collected way. Right. And say something very eloquent so that you don't look like an idiot so that everybody makes fun of you afterwards. Like yeah. it was just and the kids all looked very panicked and stressed. <laughs> um, and then we're inside. Oh, we're inside of, of the hotel. And Kathy and Vivi just walk in unannounced unprovoked mm-hmm. they just walk in and kathy goes so what's been going on <laughs> <laughs> i love how kathy does that like oh my god she's all like well i'm in ohio most of the time so i'm always catching up and like she always thinks it's a casual thing that she's like missed rehearsals and like missed meetings it's doesn't just, care like, yeah but sure. like but but is also like committing to doing this even though she lives four hours away like why you can't have it both ways gf like what are you yeah doing? <laughs> yeah um and then somebody asks her like well where have you been girl and she says that she missed her flight to get to florida <laughs> yeah. and then christy or kelly one of the two of them says yeah two days ago so you get on another <laughs> flight and then you get here 20 minutes late she's like that was two days we've been here for two days and you have just now showed up and she's like well, honestly, I don't know what to tell you. And then she goes on this whole like long tirade about how nothing's ever her fault. She hates being called out. And then Dr. Holly, who has the time, is like, Kathy, we are a part of a team. You are being selfish. You are not taking other people into consideration, blah, blah, blah. And then Kathy's like, well, Holly, I don't really like your tone. And Dr. Holly looks her in the eye and she goes, well, then do something about it. Yep. <laughs> dang i just i mean can you stand it the the power move we'll do something about very calmly do something about it <clears throat> and then we cut to commercial yeah this was the point where i wrote down what's the beef with kathy and then i said <laughs> never mind <laughs> i got it never mind <laughs> hear her speak for two minutes and that now oh okay got it yeah. i understand the beef yeah um after we come back from commercial we find out that abby has like an, a house in orlando um and her mom is there and she says her mom is a very loving person to everyone except her and i thought ooh, that is interesting you should go see a therapist about that maybe you won't be so insufferable if you talk with somebody about that yeah there's um, a lot of layers that's to that probably onion. why yeah. abby yeah. who is not a mom expresses her 
you know, quote unquote, love and affection with these kids by barking at them and yelling at them all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if that's Mm -hmm. how she was, you know, quote unquote, shown love, like that's how she's showing her students love and support. Yeah. Yeah. She, she needs to talk about that with somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Straight real. Off. 100. 100. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Kathy doesn't show up and Abby like looks at Brooke <laughs> who's sitting like and eating her cheeseburger next to her. And she says something like, I mean, if you invite somebody to your home, they should at least call you and say they can't come. <laughs> yeah. It very much felt like a scene that I would have been a part of in like my very conservative Southern Christian lifetime. Like that is a comment that one of the church ladies would have made at like brunch after (laughs) church been like, well, I just think it's kind of rude. You know, you know, everybody thinks that, right? (laughs) Very, very funny. Um, And then it, so there's a pool out back behind Abby's house or Abby's like Orlando house. And so they have like, this game where they buy a watermelon and they put grease on it and they like make the kids fight for it and so it's like whoever can get the water the greased watermelon out of the pool wins like something (laughs) something stupid like that yeah Um, yeah and i have so i i want to know y'all's thoughts about this because i can't i can't make a fully formed thought about this um i find the bathing suit footage of these girls more disturbing than the dance footage when they are wearing bathing suits on stage and i don't understand why that is in my brain but like seeing the the camera like go underwater to watch them play this game in the water in bathing suits makes me more uncomfortable than watching them dance in the in the bathing suits Mm. you know what i mean i I don't know i feel like it's a hard little balancing act there because you like obviously we are thinking this in the sense of like oh my gosh this was on national television and Mm -hmm. like who knows who was watching it and who knows who was you know downloading this to their computer and watching it for very you know very dark dark reasons Mm -hmm. but on the other hand you want to just like be like wow look at these kids having fun at the pool and like Mm -hmm. I I don't think any of the bathing suits they were I feel like none of them were wearing like g-strings or anything that was like whoa like what's going yeah. on there yeah. like Paige, like why are you okay um like I, they just like looked like they were having fun at the pool and like so you on one hand you want to just like let that happen because these girls never get to have fun doing anything true and on the yeah. other hand you also want them you know to be safe and to not have their like images of them posted yeah. in any of this in you know any dark and you know on on poor nature context in any way but like also you can't avoid that like also they're on tv like this is kind of what you sign up for so it's like a really hard like balancing act i would say yeah i i think it's that i feel like with the with the bathing suit uh like with them being in the pool i feel like i'm not supposed to be watching that that feels Mm -hmm. like a private moment but like the costumes on stage is a performative thing. So it feels like this is something that is put together this way for people to watch as in a performance artistic setting, but watching them in a swimming pool, I feel like I'm watching something. I'm not that I I feel like I'm at a pool party that I wasn't invited to, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not supposed to be here. Like this is, I, this is not the party that I am invited to. I don't need to be watching this footage. I think maybe that that is what it is, but just made me feel grosser than watching them dance in in the literal swimsuits that they will wear in like 10 minutes on stage no i think i think you're onto it because that's what i was going to say is when they're on stage they're performing Mm -hmm. when it's in private i think in in 
obviously just to said a lot like back in 2011 like nobody bad an eye but I think now right. in the present day with knowing basically just how gross and upsetting and dark the world can be mm-hmm. it does like Cecilia said it makes you wonder like was someone like downloading this to their computer and mm-hmm. I think it's tough to separate yourself from knowing that now and wondering if someone was secretly exploiting them or anything mm-hmm. obviously you're hoping that that's not true but it's just in the modern day it's so hard to not hard to watch but I, I understand why it makes you more uncomfortable because you do know that for literally for all you know for all anybody could know there could have been someone behind that camera with a different intention totally um, totally but yeah so I think to answer your question I think that's probably it's like you said it's because it's more of like a private event mm-hmm. and I I as a teacher you're probably very sensitive to a not I don't want to say yeah. the plight of children that's so ominous but to but it's true to the struggles that they face and the yeah. exploitation that they face so you seeing that you're like okay this is like their private thing and you want not necessarily to project I'm sorry I'm like literally you know like those online therapists no. where it's like hey, 25 dollars a month I'm not like trying to suck you in no, I was I like Amanda Amanda you're like but yeah if yeah. I were you in your shoes and I was a teacher <laughs> and not working for a cruise ship company, I think that's probably how I would feel. Yeah, yeah that is <laughs> that I think being a teacher has heightened my sensitivity towards these kinds of things. Like, I yeah, I think I think that is definitely plays a, a big part to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this Thanks, theme, like 101. Yeah. <laughs> This episode has been sponsored by Talkspace. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. not. <laughs> just kidding. For legal reasons, that is a joke. Um, so in this scene, they're playing this game. Maddie has this, like, you know, oh, God. kind of come apart <laughs> about being quote unquote hurt. Who really knows? Um, most of the moms are spe- most of the moms being Christy speculate that um she's just upset because she didn't win. She didn't win the stupid watermelon game um and so like who really knows but melissa sees maddie crying and immediately like does a heel turn about her opinion of this game she's like well it was a stupid it's literally the the like childlike opinion of like well i didn't want to play anyway melissa's like it was yeah. a stupid game anyway and she goes i mean we're not a bunch of boys we're girls huh yeah what mm. i'm confused like, i'm very confused so because they're girls they can't like run around and play this kind of like rough housing game ever like they or if they were boys to. that they would have to like yeah what? again melissa i have questions yes it's also- really just a weird little podunk game where you throw yeah. a watermelon into a pool and you're like who can wrestle it out like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like you family barbecue and they're like we always play pickle in the cup and you're like what the hell is that yeah yeah totally totally i also have this very out of context note in my in my notes it says dr holly the child lol i have no <laughs> idea what that means but there it is um okay so we leave abby's house now we're in the day one of the competition. Maddie meets this other girl named Juliana. They have mm-hmm. beef, I guess. It amounts to nothing. It's just like a little bit of edge because Maddie, you know, has seen this girl at other competitions and is, you know, a little stressed that she's going to beat her. And then she doesn't, or that she's stressed that Juliana might beat her, but Juliana doesn't. Maddie wins. It's not 
really not that big of a deal. Although Melissa yeah. never passes up an opportunity to slam dunk on a kid <laughs> because she asks Juliana something like, oh, are you really good at turns? Yeah, my little Maddie is really good at turns too. Melissa, you're picking a fight with an eight-year-old in the in the hallway hotel at a Hilton. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. You're it's it's a self-own. It's not the dunk that you think it is. You're embarrassing right. yourself. It is yeah. So that uh, again amounts to nothing. She does this pageant thing. They dance. They each answer like one question. Or I think they have a speech that they prepare. Um, yes. talking about like I'm this many years old I'm from this place I want to thank my mom because she wrote the speech for me and said that I had to or else she was going to be mad at me you know like whatever uh, um, <laughs> and then we see Juliana dance it's speech times blah 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 blah. although I do want to <laughs> want to point out that Maddie names off the three genders she says ladies gentlemen and judges <laughs> yes <laughs> was very was good evening ladies and gentlemen and judges that's so funny good to know new <laughs> gender just drop go pick it up yeah <laughs> the judges honestly that sounds online at disney <laughs> how do you hotter than the figment popcorn bucket yeah <laughs> um so yeah she stumbles over some words it's really not that big of a deal um maddie wins dub the group dance was trash it did not look good the costumes (laughs) the costumes were so ugly they did not dance very well they were not in time brandon being there just threw everybody off it was just also very weird and it didn't even place in the top 10 which is bad for them which is bad 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 they're usual they usually win and if they don't win they're usually in the at least the top yeah it's so weird like to but not yeah. even place so just didn't like it Mm-mm. that the, you know who doesn't place is the dance that does two competitions competitions a year just to get experience like those are the right. people who, who don't place not right not abby lee dance company yeah not yeah aldc not the aldc uh-uh. so um, is gonna go back in time to 2011 and be like i'm not mad i'm just disappointed yeah <laughs> Yeah, look all yeah. those girls in the eye and tell them I'm not that. I'm just, just no. Well, I'm probably just like look at Abby and be like, why did you think this Brandon thing was a good idea? Yeah, that just made everything worse. It just made them all nervous, I think. Like being when you're a young kid and there's like an older who you are perceiving as like a cooler person, it throws off yeah. the entire energy of the room that there's a cool person here. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's somebody older, somebody's older sibling or like there's somebody in here who has a cell phone, like that yeah. kind of energy <laughs> just like yeah. throws everything off. So like him being there, of course they weren't going to place. There's too much. There's too many nerves because there's a new cooler like presence in the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it was just another girl who was like eight or nine or whatever, that they they are a unit, this team. And the like throwing anyone in is gonna throw it off. I feel like mm-hmm. if they ever danced with Vivi in this season, well, don't didn't they have the dance with Vivi and she Vivi's literally on a swing the whole time? Yeah, that is yeah. uh that's gonna be that's the where have all that's episode six. Yeah, so okay. that's already happened by the time this comes out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we're, they're just, it's her and Mackenzie. They're just like pushing each other on a swing. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And so, they're quote unquote in a group dance, which is so no, funny. Yeah. Oh. So. Anyway. That's day one. Then we get to day two. It's time for Nia's solo. Her costume is 
a capital O offensive. Yeah. He's literally wearing yeah. a turban. It is a bad look. It is really, really, really bad. Uh, right. Um, you know, Holly is upset that that Abby, because they're in the hallway first before Nia performs. Holly is mad that she that Abby communicates the way that she does. And Abby's like, well, I wouldn't have to communicate this way if your if your kid would step up. So oh it's just, God. it's that, it's going to be that conversation between the two of them specifically the entire time. They're always going to be that way, mm-hmm. which is really sad and kind of frustrating. Um, and then Dr. Holly kind of like cries a little bit. She just gets really overwhelmed and kind of frustrated in the moment of like, I'm subjecting my child to this. And Christy sees that this is an emotional moment for Holly. And so they go into the bathroom together. And boy, I got to tell you, there ain't nothing better than breaking down in a bathroom with somebody and having that person come for you in a bathroom. Yeah, There's something oh, else yeah. about it, being in the bathroom crying. It's and, a very and like, spiritual experience. Oh, yeah. It and is. they're done that, still doing it. Yeah. It's something about the acoustics, I think. And it's also just like leaving the atmosphere that was causing the the crying and then like mm-hmm. separating yourself from it and having somebody there supporting you in this like, I don't want to say neutral space because it's weird to call a bathroom a neutral space, but yeah. But I, it, I mean, it is. Yeah, No one really has an advantage neutral. in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no one has no one an upper hand. Yeah. Um, Nia like gives her mom a hug, you know, she's like, it's okay, mom, you know, and it was really sweet. Nia's like supporting mm-hmm. her mom. Nia performs and I guess it was good because she wins first in her category. Yeah. So it was offensive and upsetting, but to Abby, that's not going to matter because it wins first place. So who cares? Right. I literally pumped my fist in the air when she won. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> sitting in the office still. I'm supposed to be working on like luggage tags and I'm pumping the air because I was like, my girl did it. She Keep really in mind, I've only her. I've only known these youth these youth for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so I'm I'm already in the thick of it with them. I was like, good for you, Nia. Racist, yeah. not your fault. Good for you. Yes, yes. She overcome she overcomes the racism. <laughs> <laughs> she solves racism in this moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she racism, wins first. Racism solved. Yeah, yeah, done. Um, so now we're back in the dressing room. Kathy is still here, question mark. I don't <laughs> understand why or where she came from, but she's still here. She's not it's just there's so, no reason for her to be here. She it, just is. It is just so obvious that every moment with her is staged by the producers. And it yeah. is just yeah, like, it's and so it, it is fun and entertaining, especially like i don't know just all of it but it's just so obvious and it's just yeah. so annoying because like <laughs> the, the producers think that we are mad dumb <laughs> like yeah, literally, they think yeah. we're really gonna buy that this is like an honest authentic uh, interaction but it's it's true abby comes in and announces that they're basically going on world tour they're going to vegas they're going to yeah. la they're going to lake tahoe which is i guess in the same caliber as la and vegas um and they're really doing the baby. west coast yeah <laughs> Like you're hitting three things yeah. on the West Coast. And then that's it. But it's a surprise to everybody. Nobody knows this is happening, allegedly. And then Kathy says that this is when they're just going to they're gonna uh, get off the party bus or whatever mm-hmm. she says. And so Abby, Abby, yeah, I, I, yeah, Abby says the, the most iconic dance mom's line ever where she says, hey, everyone's replaceable. Dang. And then Kathy yeah. says, yep, even Bars. dance teachers. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god! Dang, dang, dang! Tensions are high. Mm-hmm. And the that's way it. I choked when she said that. I was like, <laughs> "Ooh, 
Yeah, you can feel the the temperature in in your hotel in your uh, office drop by like ten degrees. Yeah, I truly did because I literally in that moment I've been like, wow, her hair is really something. And then she said that, and I'm like, never mind. Forget about the hair. I'm back with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to talk about? um something about i was thinking about something with maddie and the juliana girl oh that again probably staged that like yeah oh totally totally and then also melissa is easily my least favorite dance mom because she she does not stand up for anything and she is just so annoying to watch she's insufferable yeah (laughs) yes i cannot suffer her (laughs) yeah correct (laughs) totally jamie do you have any other thoughts uh, my last thought is because I was looking at the Google Doc he sent us, and it's like mm-hmm. uh, one of the questions was, "What would you do differently if you were there?" Yeah. And all I wrote, and I think earlier I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna remember my thoughts on this." I put, <laughs> "I think Abby Lee needs a good cop." Um, needs an, a what? <laughs> a good cop, like someone. Oh, like she, can, she needs a good cop. Yeah. Like she can be Abby Miller. Ab, Ab, oh my lord. <laughs> She can be Miss Abby and yeah. someone else can be like the good one. But then I was like, does that really work? Like I know it's TV, like and also totally. really like she is like a total tyrant. And then after the competition, she's like so proud. Love y'all. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is this toxic? Yes. Am I here yeah. for it? Yes. T B D. Um what other notes do I have? Oh, I just said I love the Jersey accent from Juliana's mom. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it came out strong. It was strong, <laughs> yeah. And then my very first thought was I admit I missed the intensity of early 2010s reality television because oh, this yeah. episode, as someone who had not watched Dance Mom since like somewhat watching it when I was literally like 11 or so, mm-hmm. no, I would have been 13. Um, watching as a 13 year old to like now, like it came out of the gate swinging with the recap, mostly like FIFA, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the intense music happens at like zero zero colon zero zero it's like yeah it is already happening immediately yeah totally um do you guys have songs in mind that you think would make good uh dance routines on dance moms really anything like that's dua okay. lipa would be anything by dua lipa period yeah. the queen Which- I was thinking about like so okay so not only did like I dance for a couple years growing up but like my best friend growing up was she was like a really serious dancer and so Mm -hmm. like sometimes I would like go with her to competitions Mm -hmm. and like watch her like you know rehearse her solo and like things like that and I always wondered why all the music they choose is always music that like no one has literally ever heard of like I think (laughs) it's copyright stuff I that has to be what it is but I, I that's a great question but yeah, yeah, that's got to be it because all the music is always like these like pop things that like no one has ever heard of before, and like right. rightfully so. It's not like I'm hearing it at a dance competition. I'm like, oh, where is the Spotify? Play I need to get it on my it? phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jamie, what about you? Uh, I have a song in mind. It's called Tons by Joy Wave, which is not like the most promising title, but I played it the other night when Cecilia was driving me and she said, you listen to cool music. So I'm going to play a little blurb. Uh, Do it.
Oh, I'm in love with this. Yeah. Hold on. Do. Jamie, you are so cool. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. The coolest little gremlin I know, Jamie. Thank you. I, <laughs> I have a, I have a heart of gremlin. I don't know. I was trying to think of a substance then. I just went with an actual object. <laughs> referred to as a goblin. And if a raccoon, raccoon, raccoon were humanized or personified, would be me. Um, <laughs> um, do you guys have any like projects or social media that you would like to plug? Um, I'll plug my Instagram. What's your Instagram, girl? Oh, it's Cecilia, but it's spelled uh, so it's C E C E C I L I A A. I post really occasionally on there. I'm really not a content creator or anything, but yeah, if you want your Instagram me, is popping though. Oh my gosh! Uh, recently, I've been posting a lot because I had like a lot going on. But a lot probably, going on, yeah. Yeah. So if you follow me now, you're probably not going to see anything for a couple months. So uh, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, I'll put Cecilia. I'll put your Instagram in the show notes in the oh description. Thank you for you. You're welcome. That's so fun. You're welcome. I will Jamie. also. Uh, sorry, I'll also plug my Instagram. It is pleader.png. Yes. Uh, I've been asked as to the origin of the title. It's an off J song. Um, <laughs> people will be like, "Oh, is it this like obscure poem?" I'm like, Ap- "No, an obscure <laughs> music band." <laughs> music band. <laughs> the band that plays music um yeah uh my little blurb is i post selfies and polaroids and i only have 33 posts because i deleted all my embarrassing stuff from high school it was me posing in the sweater and being like raw so no one can know no one can know i used to be a dweeb no archive posts but now we know that you're saying it now so now we all know but there's no proof to be fair, y'all knew me in 2017, so you could easily oh, yeah. verify my dweeb status. Yeah. My circle glasses for <laughs> those big old circle glasses. Those big old glasses. It's okay. Half of my head was pink, so I was talking come on, dip dye. <laughs> <laughs> we were all serving a certain set of looks in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Well, thank you for doing this with me, y'all. I appreciate I it. So much fun. Yeah having us yeah now that we have figured out if we now that i have figured out how to do this <laughs> remotely we'll have to do this again sometime Absolutely. there's so many more episodes coming up that are so much more wild than a little bit of teen flirting there it just gets worse from here so we'll have to literally do this again. anytime gf yes amazing amazing yeah as long as i'm yeah, as I'm technically unemployed, this is so sad. I'm technically unemployed February 10th through mid-April, so Lit. I will be bumming it around in the summer stock city. Yeah, um, heck yeah! Woo! Love that. Can <laughs> Love I get that a, a W in the chat, boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gamers one. only. This is a gamer <laughs> podcast now. It is. It is a gamer podcast. Y'all play Fortnite. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Minecraft exclusive. This is yeah. only Minecraft podcast. Yeah, Minecraft only. Not Minecraft. Do not interact. <laughs> Stay away. Um. Okay. Fortnite, Thank you. More like Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. I'm gonna say that to my students next time they're playing Fortnite on their school issued Chromebooks. My Fortnite or my Fortnite. <laughs> Please do. I will. I will. 
Uh, okay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. All of my social media is going to be in the end bumper. Um, the social media that was mentioned by Jamie and Cecilia will also be in the description of the episode. If you know somebody that you think would enjoy this podcast, please send it to somebody. Let them know that you're thinking about them and whatever that means, positive, negative. If you really, really dislike somebody and you hate this podcast, share it with them. <laughs> I win either way. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. If you want to hate listen, that's great. I'll take those. I'll take those hate listens. Um, if you've got thoughts, you can send them to me via voicemail on anchor.fm slash the pyramid pod, or you can send it to me in an email at, uh, what's my email? Oh, the pyramid podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All good stuff. Jamie and Cecilia, thank you once again for being super extra special people in all the most positive ways. Oh, love you guys a you. lot. I miss you. I miss you. Been missing you, boo. I, I miss love you. you both too. <laughs> Damn, girl. I miss you too. I've been missing you. <laughs> okay. I uh, make thank- a TikTok about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a sad slow-mo black and white like reverb TikTok about how much are. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. Please. I gotta make sure my face is heavily filtered so you know I mean business but I'm hiding behind the mask I wear for others. Mm-hmm. Dang. Jamie, bars. you're so cool. Bars, honestly. <laughs> bars. I said that at the... Oh, Cecilia was there. I said that at the Monsters, Inc. attraction where a little girl said she wants to be a ballet teacher and I said, without thinking, bars. And I literally <laughs> thought Jamie was saying, like... Take her to prison? No, no. Oh. I thought, like, ballet bars. And I was like, yeah, oh, no. bar. Bar class. <laughs> three like, different uh, interpretations yeah. of the word bars. Yeah, many, so three yeah. people... <laughs> Three people turned around and looked at me with disgust. And I was like, whoops, bad timing. (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep that one in the brain. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys very much for doing this. I'm going to, it's going to take me a really awkward amount of time to end the call because I have to go to another room to do it. So if you want to just hop off the call, you can. That's fine. No, I think I'll stay for the awkwardness and watch. Okay, cool. For sure. All right. Epic. Okay. I'm going to go turn off the call now. Okay. Bye. Amanda's biblical journey. good stuff oh god i can finally burp oh my gosh let it out gf oh my god we gotta we should say really nice stuff while she's gone okay i'm turning up the call now no i mean we love love you so much bye i love you bye bye Bye. i'm waving you can't see yeah i'm waving too me too bye i'm doing jazz hands bye yeah double wave jazz hands Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.